Hey there! Welcome to Motorcycles and Idiots here at the Recycle Garage in a gladly overcast Santa Cruz, California. Uh, Nobody wants to hear it when we complain about the hot when it's hot here but nope, it was but hot here no but everyone wants to hear what it's like when i open and close my legs got <laughs> 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 oil those hinges oh it was it was especially steamy the last couple of days. Steamy, <laughs> like dim sum. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jim. You broke her again. <laughs> like the cart that comes by, you don't even know what it is. <laughs> Got some brown sauce on it. It's possibly illegal in the country. <laughs> Some of that brown sauce, please. <laughs> and of course, that's the lovely tones of uh, Miss so- Emma. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's simply marvelous to be here. You're not talking into your mic because it's not coming through. Very no, long. I'm not. Well, how about there that? Is, that, is that better? Hello, darlings. Yes, yes, it is I. Hello. And of course, uh, the one responsible for breaking Emma. It's Naked Jim. Yes, I exist. Shout out to Zach. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the most reliable misfit, always on time. It's the bagler. Greetings from sunny Oregon on what might be our last summery day of the year. Do you really feel Do you feel that is true, bagel? I, I think so. Uh, the rains are coming back tomorrow. Um, we'll, we'll get a clear day or two later this week, but not going to be as warm and it's going to be wet still and doesn't rain, i think it doesn't rain in oregon does it well, a little bit oh okay yeah well, well we'll be wet from here on out i think okay so yeah bagel we've had like we've been in a uh it's just a hot indian summer man it's great it we, was we get like 98 here the last three days in a row yeah it was warm holy cow yeah yeah, just ridiculous. And I know nobody wants to hear us complain, but when it gets hot here, we 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 have no air conditioning, we have no fans, like we can't combat it. And at one point, so yesterday, I was telling Jim, I had this wonderful event where I went up to a uh, with friends to a farm in Bonnie Dune up the coast, and they had a redwood grove with a, the cathedral where you just have a you know circle of redwoods. Right. And they had a bluegrass band playing, and they were making tacos and had fruits and vegetables and wine and seltzers and drinks and just had a little party in their redwood grove. And we were like, just like, oh, it's so hot. It's so nice to be in the shade. We were all complaining to each other about how hot it's been. And I'm like, we're you know, drinking and eating in a redwood grove, yeah, <laughs> listening we're, we're to bluegrass. Spoiled. We can't, no one else can complain. We can, we come, we, this is awful, but it, it has had been brutally hot here. Well, of course, two years ago, that area was, as we mentioned last yeah. week, I think was ravaged by wildfires. So, you know, it doesn't, it, not like it doesn't come with a price, but what a relief yeah. when the fog came back yeah. today and we got back down to our usual, like 74 degrees, mm-hmm. right? 
But Jim, you hmm. you went out in the in the heat wave. You I did, did some riding. Yeah, I did some dirt bike riding. Yeah, it was a hundred when I left uh, Hollister yesterday. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah, I was out in Hollister yesterday. I should have been like, what's the line from the movie? What are you re- rebelling against, Johnny? Anyway, Hollister, birthplace of the American biker. Right, right. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I went dirt biking uh, at Hollister Hills. We talk about that. And, yeah, it was 100, but it didn't feel that bad. <gasps> Emma? It, excuse me. Special announcement. What? Who is it? <laughs> it's actually the Classic Motorcycle Museum. So, um, Naughty Emma, I'm going to put everything on. And I'll tell you why. I've, it's My only excuse was I was doing research. For tonight's show. (laughs) And I turned my do not disturb off. We'll get to that. But, and this is something we we talked about. We go to Hollister Hills dirt biking. The terrain is completely different year through the year. Mm -hmm. This is the time of year I hate going. Yeah, you'd especially hate it now. Yeah. Just describe the terrain at the end of the summer. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, this is kind of inland coastal California. (gasps) It's the motorcycle museum. Um, yeah, I'm on Do Not Disturb, so I don't know why. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. anyway, so dirt bikes, and um, I forgot what I was going to say. The, what, what was the terrain like at Hollister? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's hilly, it's dry. Um, in the wintertime, it got washed out, obviously. You know, yeah. we had the big camp out and all that kind of stuff, but now it's bone dry. So it's a mixture of, you know, very. it gets very hilly up and down, but it goes from kind of sandy to like that hard baked clay, yeah. which is basically concrete. Yes. To deep sand, to some sand on top of the concrete clay. <laughs> so, and, and then sometimes you can just find silt. Yeah, a little bit of that, and it definitely changed after the after the winter rain. So they had the storms that washed everything out and it was closed for months. And they came back and did a great job, you know, getting the trails back into shape because they had culverts washed out, bridges, right. roads and, were washed and out. This was right. Literally the week before we had our rally that well, they opened up, wasn't yeah, it? Right, it was. right yeah. now it's basically desert terrain. It's more sand. And, and yeah. since the the water, since the rain event this last year and they, the grooming of the trails or the movement of the, of the don't, dirt. Don't, don't use that word. What? Grooming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, whatever. The maintenance. The maintenance, yeah, <laughs> of the you. trails. Um, <laughs> it's really sandy. So it's much more sandy than it ever has been. So it's, yeah, it's much more like deserty, hilly, deserty riding than it, than it used to be. It, more, it used to be more dirt, more, yeah. you know, more clay in the mix. And I know you said it didn't feel like it was as hot as it was. I mean, did you find yourself hydrating more? Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm always pretty good about it. I get my camel back with my little electrolyte tablet in there. But I likened it to our ride that we did in the rain, or like our quote miserable ride in the rain, where we <laughs> yeah, had a, no. where we had a great time. Yeah, last weekend we yeah. were like freezing cold and in the dense fog, and this this it was weekend, great, and we had a good time. Like no, but we and did. And then this time it was hot, but it was just so fun uh, to be back on the dirt bike again. And it didn't bother me that much. And so you, you were on the 450. The 450. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and the, the bike's running great. Uh, I think I'm going to switch over to the uh the moose tires the mm, the yeah. foam insert yes now you can't ride those on the street you know that you can't a bit though from what i hear if you keep it under 50 and don't mm, do a lot of street I riding i wouldn't even do 50 on the yeah. on bibs okay well something to think about um but i got to get new tires anyway yeah right uh, so yeah the 450s runs like a top though hey yeah. jim last week on the show we were setting up our ads to sell the africa twins uh, I, I've got a, I got a couple, uh, nibbles. Did you get anything? No, I got, Why not? cause I got, in, I got inspired to ride to Montana next spring. I might <laughs> hang on to it. 
Well, he's having second. second well, thoughts. you know, I'm thinking about doing a couple of like longer trips. And, oh, and, yeah, because you and me going that's to what Montana. The, right. That's what the bike be. is perfect for. And that's why I don't have anything planned for the next three years. Yeah. And literally, the only reason I um, want to get rid of it is because it's heavy to pick up. But it's like, it's not like I don't pick it up. I've crashed plenty on it. And yeah. it's just kind of, you know, it's a little bit more work than it would be if it was 75 pounds lighter. But yeah, I think I want to hang on to it. Maybe I think it's got a couple of other <sighs> long distance trips in it. So. Well, I did get a couple of nibbles, just a couple, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I did want to share that I had a positive experience on Facebook Marketplace. What? Yeah, mm. I had somebody who asked, you know, did the is it available? But you know, that's an automatic response thing. Like, yes, it is. I said, would you like to set up a time to see it? And he said, yes, I would. And we set up uh, a time on the weekend. And I'm like, great. And then he informed me that he would not be bringing cash with him. I think he, because he didn't know me and doesn't know if this was a setup to be robbed. I felt like he, he like, never go someplace with cash. They'll rob you. And he wanted to make it a public spot. So I said, sure, the recycle garage. (laughs) (laughs) The most likely place to get shooken down by Emma. Absolutely. (laughs) Hey, kid, give me your money. (laughs) But then the positive experience was that uh, like two days later, he said, "Um, I found another bike. I'm going to get that instead. So I just want to let you know, I won't be coming by on Saturday. And I said, thank you very much for letting me know. So what did what did he offer, or what what offers? No, have I don't you take no, I don't take any offers. Just people asking. Oh, just checking what in. fine equipment is on it, and um, right now people seem to be trying to get like a, a little bit a year or two older bike for you know a grand or two less. I think money is more important than mileage right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but you know, um, I do have I, I do have a possible deal. Emma thinks it might happen. No, I think it really will. I know both parties. I know the seller of the Africa Twin. I know the buyer, the potential buyer of the Africa Twin. And I, th- yeah, I think he might follow through. I really I'd be fine do. with that. Were you here for that deal? No. Uh, Jay came by oh, and yeah, he yeah. has he his he was in the market, DR650 maybe. that's got um, what we think like some leaky valves, valve seals or something. So it's leaking oil. And he's got two of them. So he was asking about fixing it up. I said, tell you what, make a deal. Because he was... Asking about the Africa Twin, I said, tell you what, give me uh, your bike and nine grand. I'll, I'll make you a deal. Because I'll make sure I can play with a DR650 right. for a bit, but I could also fix it up. Oh, yeah. Over, you know, for over the winter and mm-hmm. flip it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Jay's quite meticulous with his bikes. And yeah, um, he's ready to pull the trigger. On a big adventure I think that bike. Would be, he's, yeah, he's looking to go do some touring. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this might be good for everyone. So I might uh, end up with a DR650, which yeah. I don't really need, but it just well, sweetened the pot. There are worse bikes to end up with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I also have an update on my DMV renewal. Oh, the pricing. Do you remember that? Mm. Were you here for that, Emma? Yes. yes. So uh, just to remind people, Two bikes, uh, the Africa Twin, 2018. Right, and the Triumph. And the Triumph of 2011. The, the, the Africa Twin is worth twice the Triumph, but the Triumph is priced more. So I called the DMV. I called Sacramento. I didn't go to one of our local branches. Called Sacramento and just explained everything. So I'm just calling to see why one would be more than the other. Oh, well, one might be worth more than the other. Well, no, not that's not the case. Oh, maybe the price has changed since you registered. Well, I just registered it like six months ago. 
No, the price doesn't change a lot. Oh, well, maybe she just did like, oh, well, maybe this or oh, well, maybe that. <laughs> she could not give me a solid answer. You know, I not I don't like when no one, when people mm-hmm. won't give me a solid answer. So mm-hmm. I just started like, can I uh, can I talk to someone else? She goes, well, here's the problem. She could look up the Africa Twin and see everything, but she couldn't look up the Triumph. She goes, well, you already paid it. Now it's locked me out, and I can't look it up. So sorry, I can't I can't tell you. I'm like, well, I'm looking right. at the breakdown right here. I can tell you what it says. Well, but I can't look at it, so there's no way that I can compare the two. So you're telling me, shame on me for paying yes. my, my registration? I, she goes, well, if you <laughs> wanted to contest it, you, need, you shouldn't have paid for it. I'm like, I might not be paying enough for the other bike. I'm not necessarily <laughs> contesting that I didn't pay and that I paid too much. I'm just asking, how do you determine? You're trying this? to find out, right? She, you're trying to find out if you're paying too much. She would not give me an answer. Said, "Well, you should go into one of your local branches and ask them there." I'm like, a local oh branch God. is going to know more information than you at the headquarters. Says, well, you can try. Apparently, <laughs> she was done. Good she luck. Was done she was you. done. She was done. done. Actually, you know what? Um, you might have better luck going to a AAA office if you have a AAA membership. I'm not. I'm not giving up on this. You know me. I'm persistent. There's going to be yeah, some actuarial, saying, no. yeah, some actuarial oh, accountant type somewhere I, in the bowels of the DMV I that will feel, know this information. I feel. That you're opening Pandora's box. I feel they found a glitch All in the of matrix. All our fees are going to go up now, and that there, there, yeah, this is proving that the system is inaccurate. You're, you're going to start a class action lawsuit, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I don't. I'll tell you how I think it works. I think it's based on the value of the bike when it was new. And when that Triumph was new, the Scramblers were quite expensive. Nowhere near what the Africa Twin was new. Now? No, when they were both new. No, it's... Wait a minute. No, there wasn't a time when your Triumph was new and the Africa Twin was new. If you if you look at the cost of a Triumph Scrambler now, it's far more than an Africa Twin. No, it's not. Not the Scrambler 900. Well, you can't. That's half the get, value of the Africa. You can't eat, now. It is. Yeah. But when it was new, there was not a right. fifteen thousand dollar bike. They're basing, right? But they're basing the tax that that they're they're still demanding of you based on the original sales price, which is yeah. deprecated over years. You know, as you know, as it loses value, that's how their calculations. So, work. That, yeah, so that's what you're claiming. That's a problem. Yeah. That well, if you buy a bike, they're it. charging your renewal based upon what it cost when it was brand new? Yes. See, I want to I want to I want to dig into And this it diminishes one. it diminishes over the course of 10 years but down to like a minimum, you know, that everyone everyone pays no matter how old the bike is. But I think that's how it works. I still don't think that that Triumph Scrambler brand new was any more than an Africa Twin DCT brand new. Yeah, but there well, was never a time out. when they were together. And it might be a projected value. So, you know. Yeah, I'm saying a 2011 new price doesn't match a 2018 new price. Right, either. of course. So, anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm still. That is I'm, a stretch. I am still digging on that. Um, Good luck. Oh, I have a quick announcement. Uh, last, last week, I announced that I, was, I put our t shirts on sale. Yes. 15 bucks. Grab your shirts. And I've sold a bunch. Mm. Uh, running out of sizes. The. Blue Evil Knievel shirts, 
only got a, like I think one large and two extra large, like not many. Uh, so go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com, click on shop, and get your shirt. I'm blowing them out for the if, end of the year. And if you have a tiny frame, buy an XL and make a new friend and share the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, this is the point of the show that we're going to do something a little uh, different. Ooh. This is where we're going to give the disclaimer it's rare that we go into this territory the disclaimer but uh at this point i'm going to say that the topic of tonight's show is not child friendly so if you are listening to this in a public place or with children present now would be the time to switch the show off Now, the reason I am saying this, and I'm still giving you some time, is that uh, we are going to talk about, well, we are going to acknowledge the fact that sex exists and that pornography exists. So those are going to be part of the topics tonight. So if you don't find that those are suitable topics, now would be the time to switch off. But I do want to say... Bagel splashing. To to also counter the territory we're going into, I want this to be the cleanest show we've ever done. So please, no cursing or foul language. Shut the front door. <laughs> Thank you very much. So uh, so I'm the one who came up with this topic and had to float it by everyone because it's, it's kind of a weird thing, but it's something I think people don't talk about. Um, and it actually uh, kind of... a. Uh, uh, unwraps a bunch of different boxes here but i said hey guys let's talk about motorcycle porn it exists right and in fact as as i asked people to do their research and um there's all different types of stuff from uh you know sport bikes to you know the whole harley biker thing but emma you had kind of really wrapped it up where it all stems from right and i mean if you go on to the good old interwebs and you punch in moto porn, motorcycle, you know, porno, what you generally find is people who are getting all steamed up over exotic bikes. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's like yeah. you'll see a picture of a Bimota SP1. Oh, this is motorcycle porn. So 90% of it's that. And if you really want to go down to people you know, having sex on a bike or with a bike or around a bike, you know, you've really got your work cut out for you. So I went down a slightly different tack because, I mean, there is value to this. Mm -hmm. There's value to your idea. And motorcycles, like a lot of fringe things, are fetishized. And when I say fringe things, anything that is slightly different, slightly out of the ordinary, um, once you get into the term fetish, mm-hmm. what is a fetish? Well, I'm going to I'm going to read you a few um, definitions of fetish, um, and they're all different depending on on who you talk to. So I here we go. Now, if we go to the medical definition of fetishism okay which i actually i don't agree with fetishism and this is straight from um 
uh, I think this is from Rx list, but they, all these doc, you know, online docs are pretty much the same. Fetishism is a problem in which a person has sexual urges associated with non-living objects. That in itself is not true. The person becomes sexually aroused by the wearing or touching of the object. For an example, the object of fetishism could be an article of clothing, underwear, rubber clothing, women's shoes, women's underwear or lingerie. The fetish may replicate, replace sexual activity with a partner or may be integrated into sexual activity with a willing partner. When the fetish becomes the sole object of sexual desire, sexual relationships are often avoided. A related disorder called partialism involves becoming sexually aroused by a certain body part, such as the feet, breasts, or buttocks. Now, that... I have a lot of problem with that, because it's a... Well, <laughs> that's immediately you're, defining... You're not allowed to be aroused by body parts. Right. <laughs> Who wrote that? Sanjay Gupta? Well, no, hang on. <laughs> you are immediately reducing a fetish to sexual connotations and that's kind of where it's gone but that's not the origin of the word and that's not and i think the reason why we are so associate mm. motorcycles and sex or some people do is this confusion about the term fetish now how about and this is from miriam webster oh uh, yeah she's good Oh, yeah. She knows her stuff. She was a freak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about this? An object regarded with awe as being the embodiment or habitation of a potent spirit as having magical potency. That's getting a bit more like it. Oh, isn't I like it? that one. Or mm. any object, idea, eliciting unquestioning reverence, respect, or devotion. It's getting a bit closer to us, isn't it? Now, let's explore this even further. So, let's go to Collins. Fetish definition in American English. If someone has a fetish, they have an unusually strong liking or need for a particular object or activity as a way of getting sexual pleasure or just normal pleasure. And let's go ahead and acknowledge that I think fetishes, um, by by description, uh, don't float everybody's boats. These are kind of well, um, oftentimes uh, very specific, and and I don't want to say weird, but or unique. Well, you to know, there's there's, there's something a little so, bit taboo about a fetish, and the word start the word actual. The, the word fetish goes back to 17th century England and um, during the, the worst part of history, during times of slavery, a lot of people were coming from the African continent wearing amulets, which were called fetishes. And oh. they, were, they were regarded as very, very potent and very, you know, almost having magical powers. And so that's where it actually comes from. And it's the worshipping or the particular interest in an object or an idea, or in our case, to, to a certain extent, a lifestyle. And if you kind of get mixed up with the whole sex thing, because nine times out of ten now, if you talk about a fetish, 
sex always comes to mind. And it's it, it's kind of, it is, but it's not. Um, can, can I share one yes. that I found on the internet when I was researching? Right. When you type in motorcycle mm. fetish, mm. there's a lot of Reddit, Reddit kind of uh, um, topics. This one was uh, any motorcycle gear fetishists here. And this person says, I've always had an intense sexual attraction to tight-fitting motorcycle suits. When I see, uh, heads up, this is where it gets a little weird. When I see a Dianese rider on the freeway, I always stare and try and figure out how sweaty and delicious their jacket and pants must be. That's where you, I'm like, ooh, no, mm. okay, That I think that's. But that's one interpretation of that's it. That's interesting. So yeah, that's where, one and they're saying thing. anyone else here? Here's some resources I found. If you like this kind of stuff, here's a so, Discord. Here's so, a YouTube channel. So now I would say yeah. that's about in the middle. If we go to the one one extreme, there's a, a guy or a woman at home either masturbating or banging their partner, thinking about somebody in a DNAZ suit. And in order to actually ejaculate, they really have to have that image in their mind. That's the one end of the extreme. The other end of the extreme is somebody seeing somebody go past in, say, the same Dionysi suit and thinking, that is really good looking. And that's the end of it. Hold on. I'm trying to imagine Jim in a Dionysi suit. But you see, no, it's not working. Just so <laughs> just, just no. It's not so working. You you have you look that, better in wax cotton. Yeah, you yeah. have that one where they actually have got an imagination going yeah. about the cause and effect. Then you have the one extreme where you have actually somebody acting on it, either with a partner or with themselves, and in order to achieve what they want to achieve, really focusing in, and then somebody just thinking, "Hey, that's kind of hard." So here's an observation I made as I was uh, checking out a lot of this stuff. I believe that a lot of the material that is out there is not made for motorcyclists. Why? I think that the biker image and bikes in general are like a sexy taboo ah, thing, well, but, you know, but this that is they're where, not this for bikers. Right. So let's double back to where I started and with the term fetish. Mm -hmm. So people tend to not have fetishes about very mainstream, ordinary things because they're very, very common. They're very, they're, they're around everywhere. If we think about, Let's think about a shoe fetish. That thing's kind of common. Mm -hmm. Having fetishes about, you know, men's brogues or tennis shoes are probably pretty unusual mm -hmm. because they're very, very commonplace. Most people who have shoe fetishes have fetishes. It's usually about women's shoes, very highly sexualized, the kind of stuff I wear to church. Yeah. And because it's become... Everything but mainstream, it's quite unusual. Uh, and it's the same. When you think about us, you think about any day when you're out there looking at traffic, you know, there's 100 cars go by and there's a motorcyclist. And it's, we've become kind of unusual. Well, you know, when I was just in Italy a couple of weeks ago, we were in Rome, which is just like oh, right. fashion the capital fashion. of the universe, right? Like so many beautiful people. 
and you saw a lot of the classic leather motorcycle jackets. So I think it was something about the bad boy image, but it does lend into the other stuff we're talking about when you get into the zippers and buckles and, you know, the leather, of course. The whole bondage thing. Because where, yeah. if you look at classic bondage stuff, whether it's a gimp mask, whether it's a bondage suit, um, and the whole kind of the boots, the leather, the pants, the jacket, there's a lot of crossover between the two. In fact, I, I was going to bring up, I was referencing the 1980 movie Cruising featuring Al Pacino. Mm. Anyone seen f- this movie? A film I am not familiar with. Mm. And uh, yeah, I remember seeing this uh, in the theaters or, or shortly after, but uh, it's he plays a cop. I believe it's in San Francisco or New York. He plays a cop and there is a murderer who's killing gay men. And so he is sent undercover into the gay male bondage scene mm to find this killer. And so it's fascinating. So what do you wear? Leather biker gear. And I was like, how did that ever happen? How did the leather biker gear become synonymous with like the, you know, bondage and S and M and the gay scene? I don't, I can't chart when that happened, you know? Well, was it, was it actually part of that? Or was it kind of Hollywood's interpretation of it? Well, I mean, you go from like Marlon Brando in the jacket and the hat, and then by late seventies, it's now in the 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 bondage leather scene. Those same hats and jackets, and I haven't been able to track it, but I find it interesting, and I think it just goes again with the yeah. There's a picture, right? He's wearing biker gear, leather biker. He's gear. wearing um. So in the in the picture for the movie. There's Al Pacino, and obviously it's 1980, so he's a young Al Pacino, and he's Al Pacino is a very attractive guy, um, and he's wearing. Actually, it's not a well, biker jacket; it's a it's a denim shirt that's made of leather. Yeah, but they often wear the leather vests, right? And that hat is Le- the whole biker hat thing. Biker hat, leather yeah. pants. Yeah, and I think that just goes hand in hand with. I, I think if you boil it down. Bikes and bikers are sexy, and so it's been that look has been adopted into different fetishes. Well, I was just looking at Streets of Fire with Willem Dafoe, if you remember that one. No, and so it's kind of like a I don't know if it's a love movie, but it's like bad bunch of bad boys against this guy, and there's a girl and all this kind of stuff. But if you look at that, you know, they're on these big, uh, kind of you know, V twin Harley looking motorcycles, but very much leather fetish, um looking gear so it's again that crossover if you want to see an image of it um yeah i'll says i'll text it over to you but um willem dafoe and streets of fire it's kind of funky interesting so in my research uh yeah i took one for the team i I watched a lot of things um (laughs) and what i found was a little bit of everything not just harleys not just sport bikes but I found dirt bikes. I even found scooters. Uh, ironically, um, and I'm not suggesting anyone Google any of the things I'm going to say, but I'll tell you what to expect. If you Google scooter porn, what comes up, which I guess is a new thing, are the electric scooters, that those rental scooters. There's a lot <laughs> of videos of people doing um, creative things. Doing the dirty on them. 
on electric scooters. Are, are you talking about the thing that I wrecked in Munich? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> This thing's lethal. So that was like, oh, wow, that's that's a whole new like generation uh, of obvious stuff. But I wanted to share some of the, the things that I found. And um, uh, there was uh, one I found. Um, oh, yeah, this was interesting. A lot of Russians. So that was interesting. Russians, they're, they're putting stuff up there. But um, just like just trying to figure out what do people like? What What's a good, well, what's... You know, and I know we we talked about this a little bit, but men and women assimilate pornography differently. Right, guys are very very visual; they like stuff to look at. Um, Women like looking at stuff as well, but it's more about how it actually makes them feel about an image rather than just looking at it. I was definitely um, very critical (laughs) of some of these uh, because I had different (laughs) expectations from them. So I found one that was interesting. Well, why not share uh, your expectations? uh, Are we talking (laughs) production (laughs) value? uh... (laughs) No, no, I'll share. One of them was interesting. It was a woman out in a field with a dirt bike. Oh, okay. This is a good start. Riding around in a field. Was there actually riding involved? There was actually riding involved. And much like what we do here on our naked ride, she got down to just boots like she was riding around and then slowly got down to just boots. But what was funny, she's riding around somewhat cautiously. She's not ripping, mm-hmm. uh, but she could operate a clutch. And then there were some guys on a quad who thought she was like stranded out in the field and came out to like see if she needed uh, anything. She's like, wait. oh no, trying to wave them on. But, but uh, wait, that's part of the plan. <laughs> but I was like, well, this is kind of interesting. She's just riding around in a field. So naked. was this just like YouTube kind of stuff? Was it? Well, YouTube takes us off because <laughs> okay, there uh, was different camera angles, placing uh, the camera oh, yeah, in different right. places. Gotcha. But so she. You, I mean, I'm trying to get to this. So yeah. she she started off fully clothed, and yeah. then it was like strip poker. Yeah, take, yeah, yeah, taking okay. someone to pull in and talk to the camera. And, well, and I'm like, glad. No, I'm glad she kept her boots on. It was it was it was interesting. Um, but then there was one I really had a problem with. Uh, oh, that was it. That was it. She uh, just rode around taking her clothes off. Okay, okay. But I'm like, okay, that's creative. You know, if somebody would like to see somebody naked. A woman riding naked around the field. It exists. Nothing too crazy, right? Um, but then there was another one, and I, I had I had higher hopes for this one, I think. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, yeah, what is that? This exactly one, that means um, you don't know. It was uh, a woman on a KTM 690 SM. Oh, you told me about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had broke down on the side of the road and needed help. And this biker came along and helped her. And then she repaid him. Well, I take it back. He offered to help fix her bike, and so she offered to help him. Okay. But what happened was then they... Oh, and also, so she's on a KTM 690, but she was wearing a leather biker vest, like we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, nobody would wear that outdoor biking on a KTM. And also, the, she was never riding the bike. The bike was parked there. She so there's no real motorcycle. So he comes ride. up like, oh, what do you need? How can I help you? And oh, I can fix that. Oh, really? Oh, let me help you. And then they get into business and then it ends. I'm like, what about the bike? He never fixed the bike. <laughs> oh, so the, so the it poor just ended. K- yeah, the poor KTM stayed broken down. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I felt jilted. <laughs> I had to sit through all that. Well, no, I I'm- wanted to see how he fixed the bike. <laughs> No, I've got a, I've got a, a selection of problems with that. Problem number one 
is that um, I'm not entirely sure fixing bikes for sexual favours is, is, is healthy. Number two, you know, we presume... Are you saying that that is not uh, currency at the... No, I don't think that's proper currency. Okay, fair enough. That, that, that's not shop rate? No, that's not shop rate. Um, and number two... Is, oh, though it, I do have to say that bluegrass band was paid in sweet potatoes. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, that's legit. Yeah, that is legit. And number two, it's presuming that all guys who ride bikes know how to fix them, which is not <laughs> entirely true. Number true. three... He may have been in a committed relationship and offering him sex oh. outside a committed relationship. You know, that's not very that's not very respectful. And number four, she she presumed he was straight. Oh, good point. Well, you know, and another well, thing is he I, responded. <laughs> I find interesting is is again, what is your definition of porn? At the end of the day, yeah. it sounds like Liza, your definition was working on the motorcycle. <laughs> Seeing trouble and not in a sexualized way, but that's what. And when I first, when you first brought this topic up, yeah. the, well, the first thing that came to mind for me, honestly, was like Emma said, cool looking motorcycles, you know, rare yeah. finds or, you know, bikes with a story, whatever it might be. That's immediately, I think, what comes to mind for most people. Well, but it's just interesting. We're, you were trying to find porn and you didn't because they didn't. Fix while the we're having this, I'm going to see, I'm going to see what the Oxford English or Miriam Webster actually have to say about the word pornography. Well, while you do that, I'm going to share another one that I found that I also had problems with. And here's, I think these were not real bikers making these. I think these are somebody who had an idea of a biker fetishized and and turned it into a fantasy. So on this one, um, there were uh, two Harley babes. You could tell they're Harley babes because they're on Harleys and they have a bandana. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they meet two sport bike stunters. Oh. Yeah, they, they ride up into a parking lot. Six of bros. Sport bike the b- bros on the stunters. And they're like, hey, what's up? You know, and they start talking. And then the guys go out and do some, like, stunts. And the girls are <laughs> like, wow, that's cool. Let's go over here around the corner. <laughs> uh, oh, this they met at a Sonic. <laughs> Is that a Sonic? Hasn't that happened to everybody, though, since you started riding motorcycles? <laughs> and I <laughs> was like, like every day. Yeah, wait right? <laughs> a minute. Do, are Harley babes in a, are impressed by stunters who can wheelie? Oh, that, th- I just want to clarify, there is yeah. a cat in the room. If you hear noise, that is not Emma. Here, that babe. is a cat. That's so, great. again, I just found, like, there's holes in these plots. You don't say. <laughs> I think. I think. I think. We, there's I think there's we usually a hole in those plants. <laughs> Sometimes more than one. Well done, bagel. Uh, some other things that I found that were I found common, um, like series of different people doing these that were interesting. Um, uh, riding in women riding in public with a skirt, with no panties that blows up on the freeway. And I'm like, well, that's bold. They just pass like a tour bus, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, okay, here we go. So, pornography. And um, this is from the uh, Oxford. Printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs, so they've gone right there, or activity intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. Um, And as an example, 
she warned that access to hardcore pornography was shaping children's expectations of relationships. Well, it's all very true, I'm sure. And the origin, this is very, very interesting. It's actually of Greek origin. Hmm. And porne is prostitute and hmm. graphane is write. So it comes from the Greek writing about prostitutes. That's where pornography hmm. comes from. Now, I think... That's quite a narrow definition of it. You know, famously, the American Supreme Court said, well, they, they were even more obscure of pornography. I'll know it when I see it. That was the definition. Um, and yeah. what the hell does that mean? Um, but I think... Um, I think we have to really draw the line, I think, involving motorcycles as part of pornography in a very definite sense like that is going to be a dead end but i think if we if we explore further the sort of the fetishism angle of it i think that's where we're going to bring home the bacon because that's where i think the more of the facts are well I, yeah i found it interesting um and it goes back a ways so i started looking at uh, vintage stuff I found a film from 1972 <laughs> of Grandma's oh, no. called <laughs> Revenge of the Motorcycle Mama. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see uh, the description. Film takes a harsh turn, as indicated by the title, when Mace and others start torturing a black girl named Joni, claiming she's faked on the gang's, le gang's leader, Johnny, for robbing a liquor store. This all sounds horrible. Oh, my it, God. Yeah. Just like part and of the whole thing. Like torture turns into torture porn oh, good Lord. from a motorcycle Jeez. gang it's it's wow. pretty yeah pretty pretty harsh but the, going back and then i found another one because i was trying to make sure everything is covered like i said I, even when you're talking about just porn looking at pretty bikes uh or just picture a lot of pictures of of sexy women on bikes it's pretty split i found between sport bikes and and cruisers harleys like it was didn't center on one, but I did one find one called "Thanks for Fixing My Scooter." Mm. Oh, <laughs> and this one it was quite uh, quite interesting uh, because Bagel's going to be taking notes on this, right? Uh, start well, off at, start off at Sonic. <laughs> yeah, no, this one turned into a threesome. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> one man and two women uh, on a Vespa. I was going to send it to Bagel and say, wow. what, what, what is this? Is that a 180? What is this? I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't send, <laughs> send a link. Um, but again, going back to, uh, we were talking about fetishizing. It's usually of women because it's for men. The man never took his helmet off. Mm. But they were still like mm. making out with him through the opening. It was really mm. awkward turning the head to fit yeah. in there. It was just like, oh, this is like, this a, is like awkward. a full face? Yeah, it was a full face. Oh no! Yeah, it was. It was awkward. <laughs> That's really awkward. It was really awkward. I mean, a three quarter you can get away with, but hey, but good use of a Vespa, I thought. You know, nice. Um, I approve. So, hey Emma, we have a a magazine here. Can you hand one to Jim? Oh yeah. So mm -hmm. this is some interesting. This is a uh, when we're talking about going going back. Uh, we have some magazines here in the shop. These are what. I think early, late 70s, early 80s. Early 80s, easy, easy Rider magazines. Easy Rider magazine. August 1984. Now, there you go. if you want to talk about fetishizing a whole lifestyle, and I'm using fetishizing in, in 
you know, the, the purest sense of the word is really, you know, having this almost abnormal interest in it. These magazines embody it. And particularly the centerfolds. I mean, if you look at a Dave Mann yeah. painting, and I pointed this out to you, mm-hmm. all the guys look the same. All the women look the same. Yeah. It's it's exactly all of, the dudes have beards and kind of long hair and holding a yeah, beard. Yeah, but they're not know? yeah, but they're not like fat and ugly. No. And all the girls are great looking and all the guys are great looking and it's very much this is an idealized version of a lifestyle. But I found this interesting in Easy Rider magazine. It's a Yes, yeah, so this yeah, Easy Rider magazine, magazine yeah, 1984. And it's kind of shocking when you start flipping through and see how much nudity is in there. Well, you look at the cover. It's a, it's a little bit race, uh, racy. It has the cool Easy Riders kind of font up in the top in blue. And then, yes, there is uh, a guy on his Harley, or it looks like a Harley, with a naked woman sitting on his lap kind of the other way. I mean, you can't see all the private parts, but she's naked. But then on the cover, it says, should motorcycling be in the Olympics? Good question. <laughs> Uh, it's a legit biker magazine eight eight feature bikes uh harley evolution engine winner and then buns buns beautiful buns um (laughs) and then tattoo shows so and i think this is embracing that uh, just like you said motorcycling being you know almost like a fetish like there was this crossover where the two came together well, and it's well, represented sec- right there. Well, it's also it's a sex sells kind of a thing too. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's that too. too. But but I will just say, my God, 1984. This is such a horribly, um, 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 a horrible. <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Hate hate on women. What's the word? Um, uh, oh, misogynistic. Yes, misogynistic. Oh my God, it's terrible. I, I can't well, even say. Well, some but of you the know features. what? There's a bunch of pictures at like a bike rally. And it's a bunch of dudes and bikes and then a bunch of chicks flashing boobs are just being right out naked. And that was kind of like the biker scene and still... But they called it, it's the old lady contest. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the old lady contest. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to bring this up. There's a section in the magazine for the old lady contest. Now, I, I feel... I feel, Liza, that you are opening Pandora's box. I know. However. <laughs> so, so, Jim, explain what the old lady contest is. So the magazine. old lady contest is on page about 74 here. And it's a uh, it's amateur pictures of of semi nude women, and the title old lady contest. Here's another crop of cuties in our seventh annual old lady of the year contest, trying to win the one thousand dollar grand prize. And it's just like you'd imagine some chicks like in their backyard from 1980. One has an axe. So I do like, I do like that one. Um, and Emma, if you are interested, you can clip out on the dotted line on the page your entry to be the old lady, the contest winner for that thousand dollar grand prize. Um, but yeah, it's horribly mis- misogynistic, this magazine. <laughs> well, but yeah. let's just, I'd like to ride that theme and say, hey, maybe we should have our own old lady contest <laughs> okay but, but i wanted no, to be no, no, no. modern so <laughs> please no nudity <laughs> yes. or partial nudity <laughs> send us a picture of your old lady on, on your bike and i mean if you want to send a picture oh. of your granny making you breakfast <laughs> that's very oh, yeah, maybe we should have our old lady <laughs> contest <laughs> here's a picture of, here's a picture of grandma making some porridge hello sweetie <laughs> 
Well, if I if we were gonna the mail in the whatever send in a picture, I, I, I'd be kind of cool to see what people think of bike porn is that's not sexualized. Well, and because I, I think that's what comes to most of our minds is that portion of it. So I was gonna say, let's just take let's embrace the, the phrase "old lady," which used to mean in some places still means your partner. Mm-hmm. And now let's let's say let's let's modernize it. Twenty twenty three. Send us your old lady pics. Whoever can send us the picture of the oldest lady on a bike will <laughs> 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 win an honorable mention, a shout out. Oh my god, I think we might have it when Emma, you gave that old lady a ride at the pie ranch. For her eightieth birthday. <laughs> Was that on Rufus? Uh, that way yeah, she sat on the back of Rufus. <laughs> yeah, so the bar the bar's been set high. All right, the oldest lady on on a motorcycle send it to motorcycles and misfits at gmail.com that's right and i mean i just want to be careful if you are wandering around downtown with a camera and you see some poor rickety old lady and old lady and say sit on my bike please <laughs> just be careful with say her. it's for the old lady contest <laughs> so here's something i found that's interesting um you were talking about this is very misogynistic mm. and, and very outdated but not so because i went for a short search on Craigslist motorcycle ads, and you don't have to scroll very far. And Bagel, I'm going to ask you, log in, not because I was checking here in Santa Cruz Bay Area. Go ahead and log in, Eugene, wherever you, you log in, to uh, motorcycle scooter ads. Start scrolling until you see a cover picture that has a woman on the bike. Because I found this is a somewhat common thing that people still do. And I actually have one. This is somebody in, here in town selling a badass 2009 Suzuki Boulevard. And Emma, you want to describe what the woman is wearing on this bike? Because sure. it's not motorcycle gear. No, she's not wearing motorcycle gear. So um, this is um, a very slender young lady. We're seeing her from behind. She's got long black hair. Um, she's either wearing a red dress or um, a red top and shorts, and she's got very, very high red heels on. So, you know, very highly sexualized gear. I mean, man, that is a sweet boulevardier, though, I've got to say. Um, you know, th- this is nothing new. Pretty girls have been used to sell motorbikes since the beginning of time. And car- and yeah. Cars is, it a- is it effective? I, well, yeah, that's my question. Is, is it question. effective? Exactly. I find it interesting that that bagel. Have you found any uh, well, there? Because I'm thinking about selling. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead, bagel. Not not yet, but I, I see someone uh, someone's legs in flip flops in a dirt bike picture. I'm not sure if it's a man <laughs> or a woman. Now. That's the best I can do so far. But I find it interesting for some people. They're like, oh, this will get people's attention. Mm-hmm. So I gave him on my phone. Um, I'm selling the FC one, and the reason I ask, yeah, is well, if you can see this, yeah, I remember that photo shoot. Yeah, so that that so an attractive FC one with a Japanese OEM uh, Yamaha front fairing, beautiful looking, and surrounded by four beautiful young women, uh, scantily oh, right, clad, even right, right, right. <laughs> wearing fetishy gear. Fetish. That, back, that background looks familiar. So yeah, so this was a uh, uh, photo shoot at the Recycle Garage, <laughs> and if you want to see my FC One for sale, it is on Darkest Fox Lingerie <laughs> under the the Vixens the Vixens page. Oh. These are where the models are. But uh, uh, anyway, one of our own is in the picture as well. I'll just say that. But anyway, but sex sells, right? So 
do I like I could put this in my FC one ad or is that just so so cringy? It's horrible. Um, it's cringy. it is yeah I. I, I don't know. I, I find the whole thing but there's fascinating. The, that's the sex appeal of motorcycles. You know what? Though, right? I, mean, I think you should, the... but make it the last picture. So it's not the yeah, right. thumbnail. Yeah. Make it the last. Like, oh, surprise. You you get a reward for looking at all the pictures. But there's something about it. Maybe it's like pilots too. You know, that attraction, something that's dangerous and fast and all that kind of the thing. You know, there's that, there's that strong connection. Yeah. Yeah. I did find it interesting. Um, Jim, since you still have that magazine there, Emma, can you hand me the other one? I wanted to do a little a little side thing, which is kind of fun. These magazines, if you go back to the want ads, Jim, mm. there's some very interesting want ads. Now, I've got January 1985. Um, there are people posting, and it's not necessarily selling bikes, but uh, here's one. I just picked one. Loner from the South, down doing 10 years, no family. Would like to hear from some of you foxy ladies. <laughs> 20 to 30 out there, homely and or rugrats okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's in Athens, Georgia. Um. Oh, wow. Oh, this is somebody trying to find their dad. Uh, I found um, Filipino women looking for husbands. Ooh, Did you find that ch- it's called Chopper? Oh, Chopper, Chopper Shopper. Shopper. Yeah, it's in the tiniest font. Uh, here's one. Oh, this one was interesting. Jim, see if you can tell me what this means. You two bagel. See if you know what this means. Good Irish lad, 36, 5'11", blue eyes, blonde, down to 13 left, need good lady, 26 to 60, Need love, not bull crap. Send pics. Down to 13 left. Do you know what that means? Emma figured it is out. Is it a truck? A big rig? Uh, you got any idea, Bagel? I was like, down to 13 Thir- left. 13 left, L-E-F-T. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. Well... I I think I, I think I may have the advantage because <laughs> I I think the uh, I'm the only one of the misfits certainly in this room who's been locked up. Um, it's it's a jail term. He's he's down two years. Oh. He's got thirteen to go. He's got thirteen left to oh. go. Oh, mm, got it. Oh. Wow, Ooh, that's a bummer. I got another one here. Uh, single gentleman, thirty two, hundred eighty pounds, six foot. Is looking for Aryan brunette lady for oh, no. long term. No bikers. That aged well. If you are in prison, <laughs> if you are in prison, but right, I will wait for you. Photo, please. Siegfried. Oh, my. I will wait. That's so romantic. No, but he yeah, found he found sad. he found Roy instead. Okay, <laughs> relationship in country surroundings. Yeah, you see, Appli- applications, got it. <laughs> applications now being accepted for full-time female. Must be over 18. Kids okay. Send complete resume, including recent photo, to Cowboy uh, in Winber, Pennsylvania. Oh, Cowboy in Winber. These are, these are just horrible. You know, times have oh, changed. Wow. These are from 40 years ago. Oh, um... Two Aryan barbarians locked in a box looking for witches with fireball butts and hearts full of hell to send us mail. 
my god. There's there's more stuff in here that I literally can't repeat. Some of, yeah. I can't believe what they publish. Uh wow. yeah, isn't this crazy? But you know but the whole point of this magazine and others like it. I mean, it was a complete lifestyle and part of for one of the better terms, the mm. easy rider biker lifestyle, sooner or later, you're going to get locked up. And if you're locked up, you know, you write out for pen pals, you know, people to come and visit you. I mean, it's part of the biker lifestyle. So yeah. I wanted to kind of parlay from this topic into a similar one. Okay. But we're, we're getting out of the, out of the nasty stuff. All right. So, um, but it was just reminding me, just watching a lot of these films that people are making and just not being very satisfied with them. So interesting. So I thought, what would be, well, you are, what would be biker porn for me? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. And you guys are going to help me make this. Will it have cats in it? Hypothetically. Well, it could. So this is very simple. Emma. Yes. Just play along with me here. Okay. Um, Pick one of your bikes, any of your bikes, and tell me which bike you were choosing. Rufus, of course. Rufus. Suzuki. Yeah. RF900. Now, which actor or actress do you think most resembles Rufus? Oh. Hmm. That's a really interesting question, because Rufus is is a very very handsome guy, okay, but quite unconventionally handsome. Bagel and Jim, you guys get prepared for yours. Uh. So, <clears throat> what actor or actress I think most resembles or represents Rufus? Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, Ooh. very good. Now. If we were to remake a Bruce Lee film and put Rufus in instead of Bruce Lee, which film would you remake with Rufus? Oh, Enter the Dragon, because I'd want to see... Oh, there's my bike porn! There's my bike porn! I'd want to see Rufus just smash up Chuck Norris. See? That's my bike porn. There you go. All right, Jim. But... I don't know. No, I have... No, I... And there is a finality to this. Mm. It has to be really dubbed. So when somebody <laughs> whacks open the throttle of Rufus, you get this really strange noise come out at the wrong time. <laughs> like and it sounds like a two-stroke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Jim. I don't know. you got to come back to me. I can't think. All right, Bagel, pick one of your bikes and a, an oh, actor or actress it represents. I'm, I'm trying to find the the actress that, Mm. I, I'm that that's that's like on the tip of my tongue, but I can't. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you. Pretty. I'll tell you which one I picked. Okay, yeah. um, my my six ninety enduro, Angelina Jolie. Really? Oh, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Hmm. I want to see my six ninety enduro remake Tomb Raider. That would be cool. Yeah, right? Yeah, that would be cool. You have to get different graphics again on it, though. <laughs> black, black graphics. Yeah. Did, didn't she do a British accent in that? Oh, hello, yeah, yeah. I'm Laura Croft, didn't I? Eh? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> All right, I'll go, I'll go with the Africa oh, yeah. twin. Okay, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. So yes. who's the Africa twin? Andre the Giant. <laughs> 
A Princess Bride, of course. Oh! <laughs> I absolutely love it. So there you go. No, that's perfect. Can you see him on an Africa twin? I can see him being an Africa twin. Yes. <laughs> nice. All right, Bagel, did you come up with yours? Okay, yes. I was going to say the, the Vespa GTS is would be Catherine Deneuve. <gasps> From The Hunger? Um... I'm not sure which movie. Well, now but, you got to pick a Catherine but, Deneuve film. But but I, I would say probably somewhere in her early middle age years. She's she's mature. She's pick the hunger. Um, Just pick the hunger. Okay, fine. Do you remember the <laughs> film with David Bowie? Oh, dude. I don't no, think I ever saw it. He's dead. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she plays the but, the head vampire. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very okay. sex, sensual and sexual. Yeah. It's like cat people kind of. And Susan Sarandon yeah. was in it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Well, while we're on the topic, what motorcycle would Isabella Rossellini be? Isabella, so well, that's going to be Italian. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So Bagel got me thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm. would she be a bike or a scooter? Oh yeah, it could be a scooter. Either one. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I got this. I'm I got blue this. velvet. Emma, too. back blue me up. Vel- back me up on blue here. Velvet, right. I'm gonna make her a '60s Ducati 250. There you go. I think that's it. Yep. With a, oh jelly mold tank. I have. Oh. <laughs> wait a minute. I have absolute concrete proof. Our phones listen to us. Look what just came up on my timeline. Um. Oh well. Somebody getting out of their biker gear. Out of their suit, and it's a woman taking off her biker gear. And she's got lacy underwear on <laughs> under a biker gear. Well, no, that's not a sexual thing. Oh, I don't know. I don't think oh, it is. Oh, I think it is. No, she's not doing any. She's squirming out of her Who race it? leathers. It's a woman squirming out squirming of her race leathers. Squirming out of her not, race leathers? Yeah, no, it's, not? It's, it's not sexual at all. Well, well we, we never talked hot? about your, your uh-huh. erotic film. Liza, Ooh, you, actually, you actually have produced a lot of erotic, well, erotic theater. That was softcore. It was. Yes. Yes. Liza made a porno. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the thing is, is there was a lot of denial going on for a long, long time over this film. And right about six months after you made it, she made the mistake of picking me to be one of the judges for um, <laughs> the, the Moto Film Fest. Yeah. And I did all these nice reviews for all the films, and then it came to uh, Motosexual. And I'm just like, this is this is a porno. And I think that's all I put. It is a porno film. It's as simple as that. You made a porno. Softcore. You made a porno. No, it was exactly... Now, that, that actually brings us to Motosexual, which is a whole other interesting... Uh, you know, Avenue you go down to. I think to. we might have actually invented it. No, it's in the Urban Dictionary. Really? Yeah. Yeah, motosexual. And what? What's the definition in the Urban Dictionary? Uh, people who are uh, sexually aroused or attracted to. Well, it actually comes from. There's a, a mecha. Hang uh, on, let you, while you're doing that, let there's me. a phrase. It's like mecha or something where it's people who are sexually aroused by mechanical things. It can be cars, tractors, planes, motorcycles. Mm. And then motosexual is kind of the offshoot of that. But we know of people who are just aroused by the sounds of bikes or 
um, you know, how, how bikes look. Bikes are sexy. Flat out. Oh, bikes yeah. are sexy. It's, it, it is very interesting. And I mean, we're, we're kind of wrapping up the subject. I just wanted to share that people don't really talk about it. It's taboo. But I do find it interesting how it's all interwoven in the motorcycle community, how fetishes have come from it in the, the this clothing and fashion. Okay, here we go. Yeah. A person who shows symptoms of obsessive compulsive disorder and deviant sexual behavior in relation to motorcycling. Symptoms usually persist for up to six months at a time or however long the riding season lasts but may persist indefinitely. Symptoms may include the following, excessive thoughts about motorcycles, motorcycling and related material, disproportionate spending of income on... This is extremely tongue-in-cheek, I feel. Um, Disproportionate spending of income on motorcycle-related items, but not limited to new motorcycle safety gear, performance car parts, non-performance parts, race tickets, track days, premium gas books, videos, etc. Aimless wandering while on a motorcycle, losing track on time while on a motorcycle. Physical symptoms of withdrawal during long absences of riding. Um, Okay. In addition to these, motorsexuals will also forego food and or sex in favor of quality time with their motorcycle Mm -mm. and often transcend into deviant sexual behavior including we're coming to the good stuff now but not limited to the following sexual thoughts and behaviors involving the use of a motorcycle association of a motorcycle related items with sex fetishes involving the gear use of gear such as helmet gloves jackets and boots fetishes involving any number of fluids you oh my god um Ooh. yes um Motorsexuals are unique in that they are aware of their condition and even pleased by it, despite the fact that being a motorsexual may have an adverse impact on health, family life, work and social life. Most motorsexuals do not seek treatment. (laughs) And last week, Joe developed motorsexual tendencies and blew off Sunday football to go to the mountains on his motorcycle. Be like Joe. So again, <laughs> for me, my my bike porn is I want to see I want to see films remade. So I want to hear from our listeners. You what, aren't gonna you aren't gonna beat Enter the Dragon with Rufus. I, I want to hear from listeners. Let's try and beat that. I want to hear which of your bikes, what actor or actress they're going to replace in which film. That would be. I, I think it's kind of cool, right? Do you know how Bruce Lee got his start? Uh, which part? You mean as a dishwasher? Well, I mean, you know, in, in Hollywood as a, as an actor. He's Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that that that's that's fascinating. Please don't send us any um, pictures of <laughs> PG thirteen. Yeah, we're, we're not. We, I mean, what, for, but I would like to hear what movies you would remake with your bike. I mean, you can do, like, sketches, but no photographs, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we actually have a lot of emails to get to, so I wanted to get to those. And, Emma, you have a very long one there. I do, indeed. And I have a very long one, um, and I, but, but they're worth it. And the one you have is from a dear friend of mine. Jenna. 
Yeah. Jenna Novik. Um, hello there. I can't remember, but I believe two pods ago, Miss Emma was looking for some ride reports. I was indeed. When the pandemic first started, I was still teaching motorcycle safety, um, trying to be SAM. S-A-H-M? What's that? Calm. I think it's calm. Okay. And running a tiny business. COVID shut down my weekend teaching gig, so I parked the bike, and after hearing horror stories from all of my friends in the medical field, some of them being riders, I parked the bike long term. Over the past three years, I've ridden the bike only a handful of times, mostly after doing maintenance and work for testing new tyres, fluids and uh, head temp gauge, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to a few months back and I was at REI shopping for new hiking boots since that was a safer alternative to riding on off-road. I ran into an old friend who showed me a picture of his new bike, a Tiger 900. Oh, God, mm. that's a very good bike indeed. Um, uh, uh, Jenna does not ride a new bike. She was on our show as a guest, like podcast 18 or something, right. wow. talking about this bike that mm. she has modified and would race. Right. And he started riding off-road with another mutual. So I received an invite to ride with a small group. A few days went by and I found they were riding up in Highlands, North Carolina, where our mutual friend Hooch has a vacation house. Oh, he was Starsky's best friend back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I asked what time they were going to ride. 2 p.m. was the answer. Well, well, that's way too late in the day in August. Just so damn hot. So I replied, catch you later. Ramon, the guy I ran into. Who's that, Ramon? Yeah, Ramon Noodles. <laughs> top, top guy. Yeah. The guy I ran into texted me that their other friend crashed on his 07 V-Strom several times and it wouldn't start after the final crash of the day. Oh, boo. So I ran the gamut of questions and told them to check various things, but mostly look at the clutch safety switch, possibly being damaged and plugged. The bike was left in the woods for a month before the owner got it out, and guess what? The clutch safety split switch was unplugged. So I figured the guy was probably the next, not the best guy to be riding off-road on mm. a V-Strom. Note to self. So here we go. Last weekend, I got another invite to go for a ride with Ramon and the V-Strom guy. So I planned an on-off-road... Like v- <laughs> we know where this is going. <laughs> clutch guy. Um... So I planned an on-off-road route a bit closer to home. I had some issues with my rear brake and pulled over at the meet-up spot only to discover oil on my brake shoes. Oh, boo. So I assumed my O-rings were hardened on my rear brake cam, allowing oil from the final drive to get onto the shoes. I ride a bastardized 1983 BMW R80 ST. Yeah. Um, a GS on crack, really. Yeah. I decided I never get the chance anymore to ride, so I was just going to do it. I met V-Strom Guy and Ramon, and they seemed <laughs> fine to carry on, so we did. Um, the roads we were riding on were down in Montecito, Georgia. Montes- Is it Montes- Montecito? Monticello. Yeah. Georgia. Monticello. Oh, Monticello. Oh, there you are then. Monticello. <laughs> um, Monticello, Georgia. Monticello. Kind of in the Oconee National Forest, fast gravel and dirt. I took it slow just mm. to see how well they did. We talked a bit at stops, and Ramon and V-Strom were hooked up to a communication system. After about 40 minutes, I completely got back to being comfortable and took it up a notch here and there, and all the while without a rear brake. This area had changed quite a bit since I was last there. A lot of logging and landscape changes. Wide open areas and new roads made it interesting, and I took it one more notch at the worst time. 
coming into a sharp right-hander that was not there last time I rode into the area, caught me by... By the rear brake. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> and with no rear brake, I couldn't turn as I was planning to, so I rode it out in a rut as though it was a berm. I pulled over once the road was straightened out with more visibility, was laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> Darling, I would have filled my panties, <laughs> let me tell you. I know, dirt biking without a... Ramon pulled up beside me and was telling me yes. how it was to watch me ride it out. But the V-Strom guy didn't show. No word from him on communications. Oh. So I pulled a U-turn to find his yard sale in the middle of the road. <laughs> oh, it no. took about five minutes for me to get him to pull the V-Strom over to the side. He was clearly shaken. Physically, he mm. was fine. The V-Strom was pissed. The throttle side was a mess with a bent mirror and broken lever perch. The clutch side was a bit better and the windshield was intact, but the mounts were bent and missing hardware. Luckily, I have bits and pieces on my bike, so I got to work stitching the perch back together <laughs> with zip ties, yep. removing the mirrors it was bent and blocked access to the lever, and found hardware that would work putting the windshield back together. Took about 20 minutes in total, and afterwards we decided to hit the lunch spot. And that's real biker stuff. Yep. Th well done. Fix. Yep. yep. And we rode back on road as we were afraid the zip ties might enjoy the bumpy roads. V-Strom guy was riding in the back, which was a mistake, <laughs> but he did not want to ride anywhere else. Ah. He blew a couple of turns not paying attention, and it reminded me I loathe riding in groups more than two. At the end mm. of the day, everyone was fine. I figured out my rear brake shoes delaminated mm. and took care of that. I'm going to be better prepared for unskilled riders I may be with. A rider meeting should happen no matter what if you don't know mm. your party well. Ramon texted me quite a bit the week after, explaining the V-Strom guy should get a different bike as he <laughs> crashes more often than not. <laughs> I suggested more rider training, your podcast, and a few others. Aww. And maybe he isn't cut out for adventure riding. All in all, it was a good ride. I learned a few new things, one of which is that I still love to ride and what the hell had taken me so long to get back into it. Yeah. Thank you all so much for the podcast. I suggest... And I suggested any time I run into a rider IRL and online, be well and keep on keeping on. Much love and appreciation, Jenna. That was an absolutely nice. lovely email, Jenna. Thanks, and Jenna. that yeah. is was exactly what I wanted to hear. Because I mean it was. It was about three or four episodes ago and I just said, Go on a fucking ride and tell me about it. Mm -hmm. Because the weather's closing in, you know. I think our good weather here is pretty much over in California now. But we can yeah. ride all year if we want. Yeah. But for those on the East Coast, I think mm. we're getting towards the end. That but if fun, you can though. if you can squeak another ride out and ride yeah. in and tell me about Ripping it. around in Georgia logging roads, so that sounds oh, like fun. Then, epic. Yeah. Well, you know. And I love hearing about side of the road fix, as we said, going back to our, you know, are you are you a real biker quiz? That that is one that is on the quiz. Here's one that Tyler says should be on that. And you know what? I think I agree. I may have to mm. revisit. Have you ever kickstarted a bike? We didn't have that on that's there. That's a good one. Well, that's a good, yeah, one. That's good one. That is a good one. It's like kids learning how to drive a standard transmission these days. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a it's a art you don't see often. Huh? Okay. Did, in America, did you ever call them manuals? Yes. Oh, you did? Manual, stick shift, standard. Yeah, because yeah. in England, it's a manual. We call them all that. <laughs> I saw, I saw. Have, have you ever 
Have you ever crank started a Model T? Dang, <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, we call that a fliver, boy. I saw a funny post. It was from a um, like an Uber driver guy, uh-huh. and it was like horrible passenger type of things. But it was like had a had a young like twenty something woman on there who said, "Can you please stop doing that? You're really kind of freaking me out." And he's like, doing what? He hadn't done anything. She goes, playing with that stick in your car, it's really pervy. And he goes, it's a manual. She goes, I don't care. It's creeping me out. Please stop playing with it. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Well, I mean, when you travel, it's it's very handy to know how to use a a manual transmission, motorcycle or car. I know. Uh, Jim, you have one there? I do. And this is from Brandon in North Carolina. Hey, Brandon. Oh, because this is a PG show. I have to I have to yes, please. edit his entry. Uh, huzza, mother, you know whatters. Okay. Huzza! <laughs> 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 Come huzza, have a peanut, peanut, a nutter butter. Uh, <laughs> my home office has recently uh, moved into the garage. This allows me plenty of time to stare in complete bliss oh. at the mesmeri- mesmerizing beauty that is my 2018 Triumph Street Triple oh. with a low ride height. Uh, with most of the other bikes I have had, uh, sorry, my eyes just aren't what they used to be. Uh, the frame uh, has enclosed the engine, so I need to lift the whole bike off the ground for various tasks. I just put a lift under the frame. Uh, if for some reason I need to lift my uh, triple the way that I couldn't use my paddock stands, uh, needing to remove the fork swing arm comes to mind. Could I support it via the engine? And, yes. Okay. Yes, you can. But the, the trick with supporting any bike with an engine, you want to make sure that there aren't any real like sticky outy bits on the mm-hmm. bottom of the engine. So if there's a single bolt. And what I like to use is... If you go um, down a Costco or something, you can get these big foam um, floor mats, mm. Mm. which yeah. are made of this very high-density rubber. Mm-hmm. If you put one of those on a piece of wood and then jack it up, it's a perfect cradle for the engine, mm. and it spreads. Well, could you, you could use like a doormat or a kitchen mat. Those yeah, kind of as, long as, it, as long yeah. as it, you don't have like sharp prongs. You know, the engine itself mm. can easily support the weight. But what you want to try and avoid is jacking it up on a seam, jacking mm. it up on a bolt, right. jacking it up or with a jack that's got like sharp points, which will really concentrate. Like that metal, metal so cup yes. I believe the actual, actual term is anti-fatigue mat. Anti-fatigue mat yeah. is perfect for supporting. Um, funnily enough, at Mototown, for the, for the problem bikes, I bought a cherry picker for pulling um, engines out of American cars. Mm. And for the real big stuff, I'll actually pick it up. I'll actually get some get some chains on it to either the carrier at the back or the handlebars at the front and use my, my engine crate and actually lip, mm. pull the bike up off the ground. Yep. Handy. Good bike. So there's, there's a little bit more. Yes. And he goes on to say, also, the talk of hitting bees during the Real Biker Quiz reminded me of the time I was bitch-slapped by freedom. Oh, oh my. Uh, <laughs> when I lived in the south uh, southwest Wisconsin, which is actually quite hilly and has some curvy roads, I saw a juvenile bald eagle sitting uh, on some roadkill uh, on the left shoulder of the road. As I got closer, it showed no signs of uh, wanting to take off. 
Mm-hmm. That is until he's almost even with it. At that point, I decided <laughs> to take off, of course. I took behind the, wind sh- the windshield of his V-Strom, another V-Strom guy, uh, V-Strom 650, and like an idiot, closed my eyes. As I braced for impact, I could feel the wings hit his helmet and neck as the talons dragged across the top of my helmet. Wow. Luckily, Oof. when I looked back in the mirror, the eagle was still flying normally. All right. Well, that's a real biker shit. Hit by an eagle. Have you ever been hit by a bald eagle? I like that question. <laughs> anyway, wow. thanks for all that you do and the uh, bad ideas you give me. Well, we're not done yet. Brandon in North Carolina. Thanks for the note, man. Interesting. All right. Bagel, you have have one there? I do. I uh, have an email here from Drew. Hey, Drew. Drew. And Drew says, howdy, misfits. Hey, 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 hey. Loyal listener from Wisconsin here. After the episode (laughs) where you tweaked the famous N plus one formula to include scooters, I was convinced. I got a mint 50cc Zuma and had fun riding it all over town. Commuting, uh, buying groceries, etc., it used almost no gas and had lots of storage, and it made me smile. <laughs> I love it. Another benefit was the feeling of exhilaration when you scoot all week and then switch to your bigger <laughs> bike on the weekends. My V-Strom never felt so fast. Give it the beans, baby. <laughs> all that said, I really should have bought the 125 Zuma since yes. the little bug eye struggled on even the modest hills. I soon sold the scooter and bought an early 2000s Kawasaki Super Sherpa. Cool. Yeah. I had just taken a dirt pass and had the urge to buy a dual sport. Now I'm having even more fun. The Sherpa has all the benefits of the Zuma, but with more power for hills, and it can hit 70 fairly quickly when asked. Oh, yeah. People wave at dual sports. (laughs) Just saying. Sorry, bagel. (laughs) The one downside is the lack of storage, but I fixed that with a stylish milk crate. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Nicely but classic done. look, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking an alternative winning formula would be N plus one plus DS. Who's with me? <laughs> I am. Yeah. I mean, I don't exactly. know why everybody doesn't have a dual sport motorcycle. Yeah. I mean. I think it should be N plus S plus DS is less than or equal to D. Anytime this math has some, letters you know, in it, I'm divorce. confused. Yeah, this is some advanced oh, yeah. algebra here. Yeah. And the truth is, that is the one thing that's missing from me. I mean, I've got tons of bikes. Yeah. But I still don't have the dual sport. Well, if you end up with a DR6. Well, you don't have a scooter. You need a scooter hopping back and forth from your shop to mm-hmm. the house. You need a scooter with a milk crate. That's what King Kong's for. Yeah, I know. King Kong's my commute. No, I mean, it's it's, one day when I have money again, um, I'll buy I'll buy that Fuji Rabbit. Mm. Yes, that'll be that'll be it. Drew 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 does continue. Oh, he says uh, he says. P.S. I started riding only a few years ago after reaching fifty. And I've been having a blast on moto camping trips, taking classes, hitting twisty roads, and learning how to wrench. I have a $300 GS650L project that ran when parked. Lessons Mm. were learned. (laughs) Anyway, I became addicted to videos, books, and podcasts, 
And you guys have been with me all the way. Aww. I learned a bunch from you and have had lots of laughs. I only wish I lived closer to sunny Santa Cruz. Keep up the great work. Maybe I'll finally make it to one of your events someday. Cool. We'll come to our rally. Yeah, come to the rally. Yes. Bring the Super yes. Sherpa. Yeah. Looks almost like a yeah. trials bike, the Sherpa. Um, Emma, that one I gave you, make sure that didn't get read last night, um, or last week. I'm going to read this one. This is a long one, but pay attention because I want to get your guys' opinion on it. This one is interesting. Uh, this one is from Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Ryan is a journeyman. And Ryan says, hey, good day. I was turned on to your podcast by a good friend, and I've been enjoying listening. I rode out here from East Tennessee on my 2010 BMW F800GS to visit a few friends. I am currently riding down the PCH on my way to Baja to get new teeth because it's too expensive here in the States. Yes. Yep. I then plan yeah. to ride around Baja for the rest of the winter. When I get back to the States, I'd really like to get my journeyman project going and be able to help people in need of minor home repairs as part of my travels. My service will be low cost or free in some cases. I don't know a lot about how to promote myself and the idea, but I was convinced to reach out to you. So here's my origin of story of how and why I could leave in the start of the journeyman idea. I'm going to cut this a little bit short, but basically uh, he's embarking on his journey of self-discovery. Um, his children have left home. There's just a, a lot of changes in his life and that's become a constant in life is change. Making substantial life changes is both thrilling and daunting, but it's achievable. So he is now enjoying what brings him joy and excitement, adventure, facing danger and embracing uncertainty. So he's now ready to go into the vast universe of the unknown, a world waiting for us to savor. So his journeyman idea. The concept of the journeyman is to lend a helping hand with tasks and small, small tragic projects. As he travels, many people already possess the tools to tackle various projects, but they often lack the time or expertise. So he's talking about fi fixing a leaky faucet, stuff like that. Um, but he says he, he just wants to ride around and, and be a journeyman and fulfill, you know, small tasks for people. He says, I won't be doing this alone. I'll need support from friends and acquaintances. I believe that these ideas reflect the essence of our country, helping each other reach our goals and achieve what we believe is the American dream. Uh, he, he, he also aims to provide a platform for, for men to help other men find purpose after life altering events like divorce, loss, or children leaving home. And, you know, and after the nine right. five grind, it's all about, you know, men from all different walks of life, supporting each other and creating opportunities. So he's chosen to travel by motorcycle because it allows him to cover more ground efficiently. The costs of fuel insurance and parking for a car can be prohibitive. So the motorcycle is his vehicle of choice. Hopefully as time goes by, others will join this movement. In our country, we've lost something crucial, our willingness and ability to support each other in becoming self-sufficient and enjoying the promises of a better life for ourselves and our children. The American dream is not lost. It is just being hidden by those who wish to divide us. E pluribus unum. Very, very smart letter. And there's a couple of things I want to touch on yeah. because he's, he's really getting to the nub of it. Yeah, I thought you would enjoy um, this. No, I did. And here at the Recycle Garage, 
money has no value and we have patreon subscribers and you know they 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 help support the garage but the garage itself has no means of collecting money because what is valuable are the people themselves yeah and if you take somebody who leads for one of a better term a normal life um particularly guys you know they have to support their family and that takes money and in a lot of cases they get so embroiled in this pursuit of money that they forget that the really important the most important resource is themselves mm -hmm. and any journey of discovery it, it's a wonderful thing because you find out what's really important and what's really important is you it's what really important is is what you carry in your heart and who you are i think that's the greatest thing anything i can do to help this cat and others like him i think it's it it you know it's we have lost our way a little bit um but i'm a huge optimist i think i think we can get it back i think um America in particular, and just, you know, the world in general. I mean, people are great and wonderful and kind and generous and supportive <clears throat> until they're shown not to be. Right. Um, but I think our natural state is to be, is to be very kind and really want to help each other. So, um, no, that's, that's really struck a chord with me. I think that's the greatest thing I've heard. Yeah, and uh, Ryan, if you're coming up through California, come stop at the Recycle Garage, and you don't have to do work here, but you're yeah, just hang welcome out. to use the tools and resources to work and on your bike. Show us your new teeth. Yes, yeah, when the universal's <laughs> currency of donuts. There's the one thing <laughs> yeah. you can... Uh... Exactly. Emma, did you have another one, or did you... Yeah, I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah, you are. And, oh. and Bagel, did you have one left? I don't think okay, I have you're another done. Okay, so, we got one left. No, actually, this stuff tells yeah, me quite Emma's well because I am in trouble. <laughs> and, I remember this one. And we, you know, it's kind of fetishy. I know a lot of guys like it when Emma's in trouble. Does <laughs> it involve donuts again? Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. this, is, this is from Trevor Jordan. Hey, Trevor. Gladius, Gladius, oh. you see my glorious SV650 in my email last week and call it a bloody Gladius. <laughs> my bike was not designed by a drunken, horny Suzuki engineer. It's a glorious bike, not to be confused with the unloved stepchild that caused Suzuki to abandon it and go back to the original. Your complaint department, Phil and Cleveland Motto, will hear of this, and I will sick on him on you and have you all in dunce caps in the corner. Shame! Exclamation point. Um, I jest, I jest. I just wanted to give you guff after hearing you call it a gladius. I genuinely thought it was. I'm Well, in my defense, I thought it was a naked gladius. Um, I must say how interesting it is that few design details on a bike can make or break its popularity. At its heart, the Gladius is an SV650. Yes, it is. It few detail differences have made it a far less desirable bike. Love you all and keep up the great podcast. Trevor Jordan. Trevor's mad with me. <laughs> but it's absolutely true. Let's take, on the face of it, what may be one of the greatest big capacity bikes money can buy. 
certainly now on the used market, it's um, the best value. Goldwing. Oh, no, hang on. It's fast. It's agile. It breaks well. It's got probably the most bulletproof engine imaginable. FJ 1200. Bandit. There you go. Yep. Oh, yeah. She so yeah, why, 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 why? And I'm, you know, I am the first to admit the bandit is a little awkward looking. So we have to ask ourselves, why? You know? I really don't know. Now, do you know that Suzuki, um, I think they're far more common in Europe. Do you know they did an even more conventional twin shock version of the bandit called the Inatsuma? No. Yeah, it's like, if you imagine a bandit. Is that a pair? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I saw it, a number of bandits when I was in Scotland. If you, if yeah, you, yeah, they're uh, popular. If you imagine a bandit with twin shocks and slightly even more mm-hmm. conventional styling, but essentially a bandit, that's an Inazuma. Interesting. Um, but it's just you know, the, you, why isn't it more popular, particularly here? Do you think it's seen as an old person's bike or like the Gladius? Do you think it's just an unfashionable bike? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I. They've been around for a long time. I mean, Suzuki. You do- know why? I, I I'm gonna say because it doesn't have the sexy sport bike styling. It has, you know, the reliability and the performance. It might be. It doesn't have. It's not a ninja. And Suzuki, you know, Suzuki do have some history of this. You talk about the Bandit. You talk about the Gladius. I mean, I hate to say it, Rufus was a terrible selling bike, and an incredibly capable bike, just as good as. Anything else on the market the, at the time? It's usually priced then. It was but, too expensive. No, it's just peculiar yeah. styling. So, so, you know, it's something as, as odd as a bike. And I've got to be honest with you. I mean, a Gladius is a very odd-looking bike. But it doesn't take much to make them pretty. So, Trevor, please forgive me, darling. Um, I will... Um, what am I going to do for Trevor to try and make it up for him? Um, uh, you could cast him in the movie that we're going to make. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Trevor, you can star alongside Bruce Lee, a.k.a. Rufus, the RF-900, in our remake of Enter the Dragon. Oh, you should make a buddy movie, and he could put his bike in his... Actually, he could, yeah. That's would be a good like buddy the, bike. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah. So maybe it should be a Jackie Chan, uh, uh, Chris... Uh, I've got it. So... The the theme song is going to be Kung Fu Fighting with Carl Douglas. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Everybody. Was Kung Fu Fighting. And then, ha! right, exactly. And then, um, what's that line in it? Here come the big boys. And then you see Rufus and the SV650. <laughs> Let's get it on. Ha, ha. Wah! Yeah, that's how it's going to work, you see. Meow, meow. So, and Emma, speaking of bike porn. Yes. I just brought up a Facebook Marketplace and I found something for you. Oh, God. This might be too good for you to resist. Oh, oh. I, oh I saw this. Did you see? So tell everyone what it is. <laughs> and then I want you to go to the second picture, but not yet. Yeah. Exa- so this, is, this has been customized a little <laughs> bit. So this is a 1989 Honda Pacific Coast PC800. Which you enjoy. Oh, I, I loved Moby so much. Um, how much is that a good price? 1500 bucks. It looks very clean. It does look very clean. Indeed. Here's the modification on the second picture. However, it has been modified and no second picture. No, I know the second picture. There's a couple of modifications, which I don't really (laughs) 
really approve of. It's got a giant red Honda car badge on the back trunk. Oh. And it's got a high-level <laughs> brake light and a little light. But <laughs> on the side of the fairing, it says Honda. Body by Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> they got a they got a, a decal. Looks look Jim. It looks all official and everything. Oh, oh yeah, God, that's great. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I mean, fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen hundred bucks. It's great. Wow. Yeah. Fifteen hundred bucks. I mean, that's you going back to our history of bike porn. That's it. Bike porn pics. Looking through Facebook and Craigslist. Uh, bikes for sale. That, that's that's the real porn for me. So, I love it. But I think, in conclusion, let's circle back. I think if you define a fetish as having a, um, I'm not going to say an unhealthy, but a an obsessive interest in something. I think we're all guilty of that. The problem is is. The word fetish has been hijacked by the sexual brigade and mm. it's seen as a sexual thing rather than an obsessive thing. And so I think that's where a lot of the confusion lies. And yes, a lot of the gear that we wear, like, you know, tall boots, like leather, um, leather jackets, leather pants, can be seen as sort of sexy and fetishy. But I think there's a lot of crossover between the two. Well, and we didn't even get into, I think, one of the main reasons that bikes are so very popular in a lot of porn videos. Because it makes a good, how do you say, a, a prop, a, a, a tool. A platform. A platform. <laughs> well, there it is. I don't know whether um, any of you have picked up a fashion magazine lately. But if you get pick up a fashion magazine, Vogue are notorious for this, um, uh, Cosmo are the same, and they do a fashion shoot, especially about urban clothing styles, mm-hmm. I guarantee you the models are either posing all around a classic car or a motorcycle, and it's usually a Triumph. Mm. That's the, it's the number one accessory oh, no, no, for no. urban clothing. I'm talking about the platform... To support your partner. Uh, upon which you may engaging position yourself. <laughs> in recreational activities. And uh, hey, we didn't even touch on that. We really. did it because oh I've been working on all sorts of ones. I found the, oh, God. the screaming eagle. That was an interesting position. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you figure that one out. How about the the carb diddler? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can join that one. Uh, with the no, there was a lot of stack. There was a lot of ways to be creative, but I think uh, you know, I think Douglas said it best. Best to have a center stand. Yes, definitely. Yes, stability baby. is important. Yes. Well, and 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 the big seat is also good, and and and, and long, wide floorboards. Perhaps. So uh, I, like, I like encourage shiny you to be creative and to include your oh your toys, but just be Crash careful bars. because I remember years ago we reported on a woman in Florida who was arrested because she kept pleasuring herself on her bike in the garage with the garage yep. door open. Mm. I mean, you don't want to get carbon monoxide. I get it. <laughs> put up a screen or something, you know? You, you don't want to get popped for that. Just remember to close the garage door. 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, or, I think or, I think know. that wraps it up. That's our motorcycle porn episode. It's it's fascinating. There is a lot to it, but you know what? I, I think it comes down to for me, and, and motorcycles are sexy, and, yeah. and yes. bikers are sexy They're too. Cool. Yeah. And scooters are even sexier. And oh. scooters. Well, you can fit three. God Almighty. Or more. <laughs> I've fit eleven on a ankle before. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh my. No. <laughs> We're not. Yeah, we're not going that far. We're not going that deep. I'm just saying the Heinkel might be what? the ultimate. Okay, I'm just curious. I'm just curious, Bagel. What's the name of that movie? Um, Summit Point. Eleven deep on a Heinkel. So what? So I have a question for you, Bagler. Yes. What yes. actor? <laughs> what actor would play your Heinkel? <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Oh <laughs> no. no. Yeah. No. Who was the guy well, on who who's the guy on Hogan's Hero? Oh, Schultz. <laughs> oh, Schultz. Yeah, Sergeant Schultz. <laughs> Schultz. I know nothing. nothing. I just drive. <laughs> so yeah, so your Heichel could be in the remake of Hogan's Heroes. Oh, <laughs> oh my word. So don't forget to go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com and get one of the t-shirts before they are gone. These are limited edition. There's the cool uh, Evil Knievel wheelie one mm-hmm. and then the, the racer because uh, cool. I'll be designing new shirts for 2024. So I just want to sell these out. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to send us your old lady <laughs> photo <laughs> old lady on a bike but also i really i really do want to hear about what movie you would remake with your bike i think there that can be a lot of fun on that i, I asked john before he left i think he said his klr and uh oh I, it might have been like sly stallone and rambo or something like that like i could see that mm. i could see that the, the Rambo and a Kalar. <laughs> really? I don't think so. A big knife so. attached? No? I don't know. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, much much maligned, you know, both of them. Yeah, true. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for sticking with us this long. If I wonder how many people made it. Um, I hope I hope we kept it clean enough. And uh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and me and John are gonna be down in the desert in a couple of yes. weeks. If anybody wants to meet us down there south of Barstow. Would you Actually like... they just ran the uh California three hundred desert race. You should take the Easy Rider magazines. Oh, I'm going to Barstow. It's a town <laughs> of Easy Rider magazine. <laughs> That'll be cool. Uh so you guys won't be here next weekend? Uh two weekends. For the next two weekends? No, no, no. We'll be we'll be, be here, here next, next weekend. weekends the following okay. like okay. the seventeenth or something, eighteenth okay. we head down. All right. Eventually, it's going to be Emma Bagel and I. Well, yeah. and then um, middle of November, of course, I'm off to Vietnam for a Ooh. couple of weeks. Mm. So that's, oh, yeah. that's my Vietnam trip. Ooh. So mm. um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a bit lean on misfits for a, for a few weeks, but well, we're going to have lots of lovely ride reports when well, we get back. And I'm already working on our calendar for next year to put that together of all the places we're going to be. Yes. Yeah, so I think AIM Expo, one show, the usuals. Oh, we'll get into it. Yep. King um, of the Hammers. If you want to go camping oh. in the desert again, we've got to go King of the Hammers. Oh, you know, somebody did offer to trade me an RV for my Africa trip. Oh, twin. that's cool. If you wow. only had more parking. I know. <laughs> I know. I can't park it. that in Santa Cruz. <laughs> no, yeah, just, just on the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. For months at a time. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, especially to our Patreon subscribers. You guys are awesome. We fetishize you. <laughs> <laughs> Every night. Oh, you keep us going. All right. So I think it's time to get out of here. Thank you, everybody. This is Liza. And this is Emma, and I'm going to open and close my legs, especially <laughs> <No>. for you. <laughs> do it. Okay, <laughs> um, are you going to do it really? Yeah, I'm going to do it. when I can see. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've definitely got to do the sound effects. Oh, I can smell it from here. <laughs> Where's the slide whistle? Maybe we should redub <laughs> Motosexual. Dim sum. Dim sum. <laughs> the shrimp one. All right. <laughs> Make a gym, son. Bagel. Oh, you broke her again. It's we got, are out of got here. Got the head on it and everything. Cool. Cool. You dim some, you lose some. You dim some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's oh, funny. Shit.